0: We cover everything under the uh, workplace banner, whether it's severance, getting laid off, long-term, short-term, it's all kinds of stuff. we got so much to get through tonight. As always, the phone calls. If you want to email us uh, sometime this evening as well, or anytime for that matter, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. As we always start with the week that was.
1: That's right. Well, first of all, we know it was a cold week. Okay? Yeah. So, uh, So that doesn't help us. But certainly uh, it was an interesting week from an employment law standpoint. That's just, we're here to talk about workplace rights, of course, uh, anything to do with your job, whether you lost your job, you're worried about it, something's happening in the workplace, someone's not treating you well or properly, you want to know what your rights are, guess what? You have us here for an hour. We're here to talk about, uh, about the law. But I'd like to start off with two stories, two scenarios that I saw in the previous week. Uh, the first scenario is, is one actually that resolved uh, just this, this past uh, couple of days. Uh, this happened. Uh, the story started uh, over the uh, right around the Christmas holidays, right mm-hmm. before Christmas. Uh, and this gentleman that called me, his workplace had a Christmas party, of course, uh, in December of uh, 2015. And during that Christmas party, his boss, uh, you know, goes up, does a little speech, and you know, congratulates everyone for having a good year, and says, "Also, I'm going to call this person Bob. Also, we want to congratulate Bob on his uh, impending retirement. Uh, you know, Bob is now is going to be leaving us. We wish him all the best and of course, Bob uh, has no clue what his boss <laughs> is talking about. Like, retirement. What, b- b- what are you talking about? What retirement? Uh, you know, he doesn't say anything, of course, during the party. He doesn't you know, want to cause a bit of a scene. So, And people come up to him and they say, oh, you're retiring. All the best. You're such a good guy. He'd worked for the company for many, many years. So uh, a couple of days later, they're back to work on the Monday. And he's asking his boss, well, what was that about, retirement? He said, well, you're turning 65 in a month and a half, so obviously you're retiring at 65. And his boss saying, well, no, I'm not. He told his boss, I'm not retiring at 65. I never said that. So his boss is insisting on the fact, that, no, if it's 65, that's it, that's the end of the line. We don't have to employ beyond 65. So all the best. And that's it. He called me. I contacted the company, and I said, "There's no such thing as mandatory retirement anymore. You can't make someone retire just because they turn 65. In fact, it's a human rights violation." Then the company starts saying, "Well, he's been saying for years that he wants to retire at 65, so we still feel that we had to we, we, we can end the relationship. Huh. Uh, Nonsense. We start a claim for wrongful dismissal. We resolved this uh, literally uh, two days ago on the basis of 23 months' pay that he got. uh, And and the lesson there is very clear. First of all, there is no such thing as mandatory retirement. You can't make someone retire because they turn 65, 68, 70, any other age. An individual can work as long as they want. Beyond that, of course, just because someone talks about, you know, "Ah, I'd like to retire at 65, wouldn't it be nice if I'm done, that is not effective notice of resignation. Someone has to say, just so you know, employer, I'm leaving on July the 1st. That's notice of resignation. Yeah. Not someone talking with his friends and colleagues about you know what their uh, retirement plans are that they're going to want to go fishing. Right. So, so that doesn't count. So in this case, that, this employer did uh, make some big mistakes. They had to pay a lot of money for it. And, and the, the sad thing about this, they, they essentially ruined a very long relationship. This person worked for a very long time He deserved better. He deserved much better to be treated better with more respect. Uh, So there's a lesson there for both employers and employees, of course. What else do you got? The second situation, uh, a a different. This individual also worked for a very long time for a very, very small employer. It's actually a a, a little grocery store uh, in in Toronto. And uh, what happened there is uh, he was let go because the business was very slow and they had to cut someone out. And he was offered severance, eight weeks pay. This guy had worked for about 18 years. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and, uh, he takes it home digested and eventually emails his employer saying, well, well, shouldn't I be getting more than that? I worked for 18 years. Shouldn't I be getting much more severance than that? His employer responds saying, well, no, we checked with the ministry of labor, uh, because we're a small employer, we only have four or five employees. We don't actually have to pay you anymore. Eight weeks is all your, are owed. He calls me. And of course that is completely wrong. So very important for our listeners to understand the size of the company or the size of the company's payroll is irrelevant. Uh, He's owed full severance. And for him, right around 16 months pay is what I would assess him. So not eight weeks, 16 months. Why did the Ministry of Labor give them wrong information? Because the Ministry of Labor, as we've said before on this show, can only advise with respect to a person's minimum entitlements, not his full entitlements, his full entitlements, We're 16 months pay. His employer didn't pay that to him. They got the wrong advice. And now we're going to get this resolved in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure, and get him the money that he's owed. Uh, So a very interesting situation. A lot of our listeners may be faced with that when they feel, believe, or their employer thinks that just because it's a small company, they don't have the same obligations when it comes to severance as a bigger company. That is wrong. Jay,
0: good evening. How are you?
2: Good, good. Listen, you're talking about retiring at 65 or if you want to continue working at 65. In the private sector, can the employer, uh, like, drop all your benefits after 65 and say, like, uh, for example, you know, I, I, they renewed my license for 30 years, and now all of a sudden, because I'm 65, uh, can they stop renewing my license? I've got to go get it myself.
1: No, they, they cannot uh, do that at all. They can't treat you any differently just because you turn 65. Uh, now, there are some insurance policies that may provide, so, you know, I'm talking de- uh, dental benefits, health benefits, disability, that may only provide coverage till 65. That's different. But they can't say to you, well, no, now because you've turned 65, you have to do something that if you were 64, we would be doing. So that, that it's not only is it illegal, it's potentially a human rights violation. It's this, it's mistreating you or, or, or treating you differently because you've turned 65. Uh, that's wrong. And if your employer is doing that with you, you may want to give me a call. I'm sure we can get them to see the light and, and, and change that practice of theirs. Okay. Thanks very much. Thanks, Jay.
0: We'll take a quick break. Appreciate it. Jay, uh, Lior's number, he just mentioned, 416-216-5900. That's his direct number. Keep that one in your pocket at all times. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up on Talk Radio AM640. So let's talk uh, kind of some bread and butter basics, termination, severance. I'll just throw this one across your bow right away. Do you have to work a minimum amount of time before you are entitled to get severance? Another one of those. Over.
1: Yeah. Is that how it works here? Yeah. Is it's only been thing? three years, son. It's three years. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll learn eventually. So no, you don't have to work a minimum time. And in fact, that's one of the biggest misconceptions, John, about uh, termination and severance, about employment law is that only certain people that work a certain minimum, five years, whatever it is, get severance. And I've seen that. The employers believe that. I've seen employees believe it wrong 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 it's another one of those misconceptions that somehow is perpetuated by the ministry of labor because again your minimum minimum entitlements may be tied to whether you work for 5 years your full entitlements completely irrelevant you get severance even if you work for a month. Uh, many people get a lot of severance even though they've only worked for a few months for for their employer. So no, there isn't a minimum. It's very simple, John. What do I always say? If you lost your job, you're owed severance mm-hmm. unless there's cause, unless you did something awful, horrible, and and you know so outrageous. That, that means you don't get severance. Otherwise, you get severance if you lost your job. Simple.
0: A lot of people these days run uh, fixed-term contracts. At the end of the term of the contract, is there any uh, severance at the end?
1: Yeah. So if, what's a fixed-term contract? As the name suggests, a fixed-term contract is a contract, an employment agreement for a period of time, six months, a year, two years, what have you. So we're hiring you now on April the uh, 6th, and you're going to be employed till April the 6th of 2017 for a year. So, what happens at the end of this contract? Well, usually at the end of the contract, you're not owed severance because mm-hmm. you had, you know, in this example, a year's notice that your employment is going to be terminated. So, you don't get severance. Where it does get interesting is what happens if the employer wants to let you go before the right. end of the contract? What happens if, you know, three months into your 12-month contract, the employer says, okay, I don't need you anymore. I'm going to let you go. Well, the rule then, John, is if you're let go before the end of the fixed term, the employer still has to pay out the balance of the agreement. So if you're let go three months into a 12-month contract, you get nine months pay. So we no longer care at that point about your age or position and the length of your employment. We simply want to know how much time you have on your contract. So that's the general rule. Uh, And very important for people, I once had a case where someone was working on a five-year contract and was let go six months into it. And yeah, guess what? That company owed him four and a half years
0: pay. Jeez, come on. Huge amount.
1: They ended up hiring him back, of course, because they said, we may as well have you work for us instead
0: of have to pay you. Gotcha. It's all good. We'll get to uh, Steve here. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the show.
3: Hi. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: No worries. Go ahead. Uh,
3: My son is 23 years old. Uh, very fortunate and that he's got a, a job, a couple of jobs in the uh, industry of the choice, which is he's a sous chef. And uh, one of his employers, because uh, he had two part-time jobs to, to make up a full-time, uh, I guess, career. Sure. One of his employers uh, starts telling him, you know what, I can't pay you this week, I'll have to pay you next week. And my son uh, had a friend that uh, uh, brought him into the, into the job, so he felt a little bit... Uh, I guess uh, behoove to him and, and uh, he keeps working. Now, this, uh, this fellow owes him $2,000. Wow.
1: Holy has paid him. Wow. Going,
3: I, I finally convinced my son to make it clear to this guy, uh, hey, I'm not coming to work anymore. I'm going to get more hours at the other part-time job. I don't work for Promises. But uh, what is... Now, the other thing, of course, is that uh, because it was a relatively new restaurant, uh, all he's got is a photo of the hour's uh, on his uh, iPhone, yep uh, that shows you know a, a whole list of uh, yeah. That's that, that's days good enough. not yeah. yeah. been crossed off, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. And how long did and, he work there for, Steve?
3: I'd say uh, three months.
1: Okay, so and, uh, yeah,
3: go ahead. So he did get paid initially, and then of course he started dragging this thing out and making promises instead. So what I'd like to know, and, and what led me to make the call, is uh, you mentioned this whole severance thing. So I'd, I'd love for him to be able to to dip into this guy's pocket and get, you know, uh, compensated fairly for being uh, cheated. Yeah, I mean the guys trying
1: to cheat him. Well, that, clearly, and then I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he listened to you. You don't you don't really have a job if you work for free. That at that point, it's right. vol- it took it's whole, volunteering. It
3: Speaks to yeah. listen to me, by the way. Yeah,
1: well, I you know, obviously he's, <laughs> he's dedicated, and and he's uh, someone that wants to uh, you know do do the right thing. But here's the thing: obviously, first of all, he clearly owes your son the money. I mean, let well, I'll talk about severance in a second, but he owes your 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 son that whatever it is $2,000. And right. I don't think you, your, your son that worked hard for this money should walk away from it. And honestly, I'll tell you right now exactly how you get it. Let me send a simple letter. Uh, you know It's like a one paragraph letter. I promise you within 48 hours, he gets paid. Okay. As simple as that. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's not even debatable. That okay. said, uh, second issue is with respect to severance. Yeah, by not paying him, this is what we call a constructive dismissal. You know, right. th- there's a very basic employment relationship. You come to work, you do the work, I pay you. As simple as right. that. If yep. the employer doesn't live up to that end of the bargain, it's as if they've terminated his employment. Now, he's only been there for three months. He probably only gets, he's a young guy, you know, he's a sous chef. Yeah, three weeks pay, somewhere in that range. It's all right. But, yep. you know, it's, it's better than nothing. So my, yeah. my best recommendation to you, Steve, let me send a quick letter to, to deal both with the 2000 bucks that he's owed as yeah. well as the, the, the severance that he's owed. We should easily be able to get, uh, get him both. Uh, you know, I don't think that uh, that guy should get away with it.
3: Well, that's, that's, uh, I'm thrilled to hear that because uh, I know my, my son, he, he's all worried that he can't prove that the money's owed. And I said, uh, Lucas, uh, you know, there's a lot of laws that, that support
1: you're He's absolutely right. Employees, so You're like absolutely. The, the law is 100% uh, behind him on this one. Steve, have him give me a call, or you can give me a call off here. John, I'll give you the number right now, and uh, l- l- let's chat about it.
0: Yeah, Steve, that number, 416-216-5900. Get more of your phone calls coming up. Take a wee break here, and uh, get right back into more of the Employment Hour here on Talk Radio AM640. Peter up in uh, Woodbridge. Thanks for hanging in. Peter, what's up?
2: Not much, man. I was dismissed from my job uh, about three weeks ago. I was a driver for a small company um and they they say it was just cause um it was i I was involved with a road rage incident, but it wasn 't me it was another uh, person and they dismissed me from my job and they also they said through or not uh, being late I drive uh, about ninety five kilometers in to work every day and i never missed i missed maybe four days of a out of a year and i 've been there for two years, and uh, I knew they were after me for a while so um now, where I got dismissed, they never paid me severance. They said it was just cause, and they also said um, I haven't got no uh, holiday pay from last year for this year.
1: So you're you're saying, obviously, Peter, that the, the the road rage incident was really not something that you did. It wasn't something that was your fault. Is that is that right?
2: Exactly. I even have a witness. Like I was sitting at a, at an intersection, and this lady came up behind me, started blowing the horn, going crazy, and then she jumped out of the car, started screaming and yelling at me. And I said, I can't go anywhere, and and she starts person and then I told her basically shut up, go back to her car. Right, right. And then and then they call she called in and they said you can't do that and they basically got me on that.
1: Listen, uh, Peter, it's extremely difficult to terminate for cause. It's it's the, the ultimate uh, penalty that can only be imposed on, on the worst offenders. And, you know, I, we could talk and get more detail than we should, but it, it's going to be very difficult, I would I would think, for them to establish cause. It's a very high standard. That means oh, okay. that because you were let go, you are owed severance. And you've been there for two years, Peter? Yeah, almost two years, yeah. And how old are you, Peter? I'm 48. So someone in your situation, right around four months' pay is what I would assess you at. Four months' pay, uh, and, you know, two years as a driver, 48 Therefore, let's you and I talk, and of course you're owed any outstanding holiday pay. I'm assuming that number is probably going to be a lot less than the severance, but it doesn't matter. You're still owed it. Yeah. But because it's so difficult to establish cause, let's assume you did something wrong. I mean, we, we can talk about that, but the fact that you may have done something wrong does not necessarily rise to the level of cause. So you're owed severance, Peter. We need to speak off air. Let me help you get that severance. Four months pays a lot of money,
0: uh, and, and it's not going to be difficult to get. Peter, that number, 416 216 5,900. Caitlin of Pickering, good evening. Hey, how's it going? Good, what's up?
4: Good. So I, uh, I have a sticky situation. I was put on short-term disability about three years ago after being demoted from my management position uh, when I approached my employer about a personal issue. Okay. Once they demoted me and put me on to short-term disability not too long after that, uh, I met the criteria that they asked for me, in order to return back to work, and then they wouldn't return my calls upon my completion, so I wasn't able to return back to work. Uh, and then they issued a record of employment, just point blank. Now I can't recall the reason on the record of employment, but I was working for them for two years in a management position, and I only got two weeks on my uh, on my final paycheck for severance. And I'm wondering,
1: when did they pay? How long ago was that when they paid the two weeks?
4: I believe. I, about a year and nine months ago is when I received the final pay.
1: Wow, then 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 you're you're fortunate in the sense that there's a two year limitation period, yeah. and, and you're under the, under the wire. That's a good thing. Uh, so, okay. you know, there's a lot to talk about here because potentially this is not just about sevens, which of course you're owed. And of course it's more than two weeks pay. But potentially, depending on uh, on your medical condition and what happened and the history, uh, there may well be human rights issues here. You know, if, if they're mistreating you because of a medical condition or because they're concerned that you have a medical condition, there's human rights issues which entitle, entitle you to additional compensation. So I need to understand exactly what happened with the demotion. What were the personal issues that you brought up to them? And, and based on that, there's, there's gonna be little doubt in my mind that you're gonna be owed compensation. We should do okay. that sooner rather than later, Caitlin. You don't wanna leave this to the last, last minute. You're almost out of time anyway. So yes. I would want to speak to you as soon as possible, You know, hopefully even this week. Uh, okay. Give me a call at the office. Let, let's sit down let just talk. No obligation for your benefit. Uh, I'd love to hear more about your situation.
0: Going to take a quick break. Lots of phone calls to get through. Hang on the line, folks. We will get to you in the meantime. Lior's direct number again. I know you want this one. 416-216-5900. Very simple. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up here on Talk Radio, AM 640. Michael in Oakville, good evening.
5: Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Good, pal. What's happening? Oh, not too bad. I just got a quick question for Lior here. Um, Okay, my nephew came to me with a very interesting story, which uh, I already know the answer, but I think maybe you could explain it to the audience about this. He works in a typical warehouse, you know, just a plain warehouse, no union, no nothing. Just go in, do your work, go home, have a beer and barbecue, and that's it. Strong. Where do I get get a
1: gig? Me too.
5: Exactly. Okay, now, the supervisor apparently uh, likes to use this little uh, uh, situation wherever there's a a stat holiday and it's a four-day week, all of a sudden, he says to his workers, which I thought was unusual to say, is it'll be a mandatory 10-hour uh, day uh, per week, or like a 10-hour day uh, week, right? Yep. Now, he says this, because obviously when um, like my nephew was even shocked to hear this part of it. Now, every time this happens, and it's a four-day week, and it's not his fault, it's the government who put a stat holiday in this part, okay? <laughs> anyway, the the supervisor said, well, one of the workers said something like, uh, well, what happens if we can't do this all the time? Or, we, you know, why should we have to? His reply to them was maybe you don't want to be a part of the team. Yeah. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but I call that illegal because it's not a contract. It's not a union. You can't force somebody to work 10-hour days.
1: No you? no, you cannot, and and that 's exactly you know michael you, your your gut feel on this is, is spot on you okay. cannot force them to work that period of time. they work their regular hours, you can ask people to work hours uh, if you're, if there's an employment agreement in place that specifically says that in certain situations we can make you work these hours that 's different. No, uh,
5: were, were, uh, conducted. So, so here's
1: what I would do in this situation, and, and I think it's the easiest way to resolve it. I think one of them, maybe uh, it's your nephew, whatever it is, uh, should contact the Ministry of Labor anonymously okay. and advise them of these practices that the company is undertaking with respect to ours. Have the ministry come in, take a look at it, and tell the company, "Uh-uh, you can't do that," uh, and, and and change the things. I would call them anonymously. They, people do that all the time. The Ministry of Labor is going to come in there and take a look at their, their practices, and hopefully that resolves it. But you're absolutely right. No, they can't make might them work those scared,
5: hours. Basically, might have to be scared and sort of other people because they got families and all stuff, and it's yep. like this guy uses this as a fear-mongering technique.
1: Right. I, that's, that's why that's sure. why it should be anonymous. And once the Ministry of Labor gets involved, there's nothing that they could do. Uh, and and I think. That's that's a very good solution. I'm happy to help as well, but the Ministry of Labor
0: probably for this could do it better. Mike in Hamilton. Good evening. Hi there, how are you? Good Mike, what's up?
4: Just a quick question for you here. Uh, I worked for a company for eighteen years, almost nineteen. I uh took a transfer up to a facility with the same company up north, and I um was laid off within six months. Wow. Like Within six months, I was laid off. I had sold my house down in Hamilton and everything and moved up north. Incredible. And uh, I took the layoff. I was fine with that and researched the company that I worked for, and they had some openings back down south. And because of my unemployment, I couldn't afford to really stay in the north up in Collingwood because of the cost of living. So I moved back down to... uh, be back in contact with the same company and, and uh, figure they would take me back on with my old position or a position within the same facility.
1: Right. And, and they so didn't.
4: And they did not. And they hired on uh, younger, younger guys that took on the same position, and I received no severance whatsoever. Yeah. They basically told me I quit.
1: Really? Why, why would they say they quit? Because you moved back to... uh, Because
4: I moved back down and I couldn't afford to move. I couldn't afford to stay up there.
1: Wow! No, no, no. Mike, listen, the the layoff itself, the one that they gave you when you were up north in Collingwood, that alone is something that entitles you to a termination. So anything you do beyond that, it doesn't actually matter. You can have left the country. It still wouldn't matter because by then you're already owed severance beyond that. If they, uh, you know, tell you you should be moving up there, you spend the money, you you buy a house, sell a house, whatever it is, you incur expenses to move there, then they lay you off. They're actually on the hook for these expenses that you've incurred, both to move up there and to come back home, okay? So not only is there severance here, and and 18 years, you know, we can get more specific. You're probably owed about a month for every year you've worked, maybe about 18 months' pay. It could even be more than that, Mike. So you're owed that severance. Your owed potentially compensation for your expenses, and if they they didn't hire you back because you thought you were too old, and they hired younger people, there could be human rights issues there as well. So this yeah, company has done many things wrong.
4: And it wasn't only that uh, I had the experience, and and they took on. It wasn't so much that it, that they were the younger guys that got hired on. It was it was the point that they wouldn't bring me back to that position and and there was a position available. So I said, okay, I, I, I will cut my ties with you, uh, but like, just pay me my severance and I'll be on my way. I can find other work. I'm, I'm a heavy equipment operator by trade. So, um, they said, what do you mean severance? Here? There's no severance here. You basically Yeah, no, that's, that's
1: nonsense, go. Mike. Mike, I wouldn't sit on this. I'd give me a call off-air, you know, we're off-air soon, and I'm available in the office all week, all next week. Let's talk okay. about it. I could get you the severance. It's not even a question about it. They really ya. screwed up.
4: See, and I, I, I so much enjoy this program. I'm at work right now. Thanks, Mike. And I'm listening to the program. And I just, I love it. And, I, and every day I'm telling myself, just call, just call.
1: Well, I'm, go- I'm glad you did, Mike. I really am glad you did. Let me help you. Give me a shout. I uh, look forward to working
0: with you. Mike, good call, man. Big ball of wrong with that company. Yeah, did they do anything absolutely. right? Absolutely. No. They, they couldn't have done anything more wrong. <laughs> right. We'll take a short break. Chip and Craig, hang on. Sounds like a morning show. Chip and Craig in the morning. Uh, guys, hang on. We'll get to your phone calls as well. Lots more of the show to come up. Right back at it. No time wasted. Craig, thanks for hanging in there, fella. Calling from Toronto. You got a question for Leor?
6: Hi guys, Leor. I'm very close to someone who's a very happy customer or client of yours. Oh, great, excellent. And I just wanted to ask: if the, if the employer offers a couple extra months of employment before termination after giving notice, does that relieve them of some severance?
1: So, so are they saying we're gonna we're giving notice of termination, and then they change their mind and they keep them on for longer?
6: No, sorry. They're, they give notice of termination, but they say as of two months from now, that will be your last date of I see. I'm so they're
1: giving, let's say, two months advance notice. Yeah.
6: So the two months... Yeah, go ahead. 10 to 20-year uh, people.
1: So the, the two months counts towards their severance. However, if, if someone is a 10 to 20-year person, they're owed a lot more than two months. So mm-hmm. let's say someone is owed 10 months as an example. Uh, the two months notice counts towards their severance, which means they're owed another eight months pay. So, so no, there's no chance at all that uh, a 10 to 20 year person is only owed two months, not even close. They could be potentially two years pay that they're owed. So they should definitely give me a call. Uh, you know, I'm not sure who, you, who you're talking, if it's a friend or a relative, but uh, yeah, absolutely. They should give me a call. The two months counts, but it's not all they get. They get a lot more than that.
6: All right. I just wanted to straighten that out before I channeled them your way.
0: Perfect. Love to, love to. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. Craig. Got uh, Chip on the line. Good evening, Chip.
7: Hello. How are How are you? Hey, I'm all right. Uh, I'm just. I just want to say first of all that uh, I've been told that I'm not allowed to talk about this, uh, and it's supposed to be confidential. But the rules came seem kind of uh, sketchy. So, basically, I've worked at uh, this. I've worked for a financial institution for about uh, ten years. Just under ten years, uh, and I've just got a severance package. And the verbiage on the contract is incredibly uh, confusing. Right, like there's all these different options. Uh, Basically, most of the options are that I'm going to lose the majority of the money. Um,
1: If you find another position, a lot of money. Sorry, go ahead. You lose the money if you find another job.
7: Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's one of the options. I lose the majority. I lose the money if I find another job. Right. And then the other one is basically, over half the money is going to be taxed if I if I take another type of payment.
1: Right. Right. So listen, Chip. I mean, this is I have the perfect solution for you, and then, you know it's confusing to you, of course, because you know you haven't had the misfortune of having many of these before. I'm sure. Well, I've I've been looking at severance packages for almost 15 years. Let me take a look at it. I can explain to you exactly what it means, give you the options, and beyond that, tell you if it's actually adequate okay. because it's quite possible, I would say quite likely, that the severance offer, regardless of which option you're looking at, is actually less than what you are owed. So let me look at it. I'll tell you if it's good, if it's not, what the options are, what they mean, and to the extent that we need to, we can negotiate proper severance uh, you know, you should never, ever sign something without having it reviewed, certainly if it's confusing. Uh, so let me help you with that.
7: Okay, uh, just uh, another, like, well, just two quick questions. Sure. First of all, how long generally does that take?
1: Well, you know, if you call my office, we'll set up an appointment either for tomorrow or the next day. We'll we'll, we'll do it right there on the spot. It doesn't take any, any length of time. There's no reason we can't get that all done this week.
7: Okay, uh, the second quick question before I'm done. Uh, there is an employee uh, who... Uh, I worked directly with like uh, basically what happened was uh, an entire company was laid off and there was an employee that I right. worked directly with who secretly found out about this happening this layoff beforehand right uh, and secured a position in the company um like secretly before everybody else got laid off I uh, I'm wondering if there's any sort of recourse for that
1: uh for you because that person got a job within the company? Well,
7: yeah, yeah, well, I work directly with that person. No, uh, no, it,
1: okay. it, it is what it is. There's nothing illegal okay. about that. I understand why you'd be upset. I think I would too, but no, there's, there's no recourse there on that respect. We need to simply okay. make
0: sure that your severance is, is proper, it's fair, and that it's understood. Thanks, Chip. 416-216-5900 is that number Leor is talking about. Lots more of your phone calls coming right up. Talk Radio AM 640. A few minutes to go. Here we get to a couple of phone calls before the... The Wrap, Robert in Toronto. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, pal. What's going on?
2: Uh, I'm doing
0: fine, thank you. Just a quick question. Um, What kind of uh, severance package uh, would be expected
2: or not expected for uh, somebody that's worked for a company for 20 years that is thinking about resigning or leaving due to stress-related issues that are affecting their health and their their well-being? Is there any specific guidelines that –
1: Yeah, so so here's the thing, Robert. If someone is going to leave because of of work-related stress, uh, we need to be able to, in order for to get severance, we need to be able to prove to show that that's what happened. To prove that stress, to show what actually happened that made it very difficult to continue working. Usually, if you just you know if you just decide to resign, usually you don't get severance. But if you resign because it's very difficult to continue working. You absolutely do. So I'd like to be able to show what actually happened. You know, ideally the person would keep some sort of a log, a diary, a journal where they outline, you know, what happened, you know, on, on April the second this happened, on April the third this happened. Or maybe create some sort of an email confirmation. So if let's say his boss is treating him mistreating him as an example, he sends a confirming email saying what happened. Create some sort of a record, a log of it. If you have that, if you can create that, or there's someone that can corroborate uh, what actually happened, yeah, you can resign, you can get severance, and after 20 years, depending on the person's age or position, they'll probably be looking anywhere from 16 to 24 months' pay, so it's a lot of money. Uh, but we need to be able to show, to establish the workplace stress. It's not enough to, show, to say that I, I, I felt stress. You have to show why, what happened, and that it wasn't reasonable. Okay is that is that uh, answer the question? Yes it does just uh, uh,
2: just to follow up on that if it's just basically just the, the workload and um just uh an overwhelming workload that's causing all the stress not necessarily her job or her boss right. it on a personal level is that still sort of the same would it would it uh, have any kind of substance in, in that in the case?
1: You know what I would do in that situation is I would I would contact the company, the HR manager, and if if I was the person, outline yeah. for them in writing in an email. Let's say here's what here's what's what's happening. This workload is you know I can't deal with it, or it's oh, it's unreasonable. It's increased significantly. It's impacting my health. Mm-hmm. Maybe even get something from a doctor, say that she needs to be off for a little while. And if the company doesn't fix the problem, if they say too bad, so sad, that's the way it is. At that point, you may have something. But you got to give the company the opportunity to deal with the problem, to try to fix it. And if they don't fix it, they refuse or they just can't, then you may have something. Then she may be able to leave and get her full severance. Okay. All right. All okay, right, Robert. So, so keep, keep that in my number handy and, and, and uh, happy to talk to, to this person.
0: Bob in Mississauga, good evening. How are you? Hey, John.
4: Hey, Leora. How are you doing? I'm good, doing pal. great. What's going on? I have a question. I was having dinner with my nephew tonight. He works for a temp agency. So, you know, they provide him with temporary work and he goes to wherever the work is. They told him today that if he quit the temp agency, they would hold two days' pay from him because he wasn't using their services anymore. Does that sound right?
1: It does not sound right. And forget about right. I don't care about right or wrong. It's illegal. In fact, it's, it's it's a violation of the employment standards. Like they cannot do that, no way, no how. Uh, and listen, if if the, the easiest thing is if that happens and if they do withhold pay, trust me, one call to the Ministry of Labor or to me, frankly, uh, and we'll get them to to see the light. No, they cannot do that, Bob. It's completely illegal. Uh, it's it's not even debatable. You
4: know what? It's funny. It's exactly what I thought, but you know. Young people, they say, "Oh yeah, well, you know, you're under contract with us. So if you quit, this is what happens." So, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad I spoke to
0: you. Yeah, so don't let them get away with it, Bob. It's funny. That's the second call we've had tonight where someone you know of a younger age has been skeptical. So maybe they're learning, right? They're getting yeah. on board and, yeah. and hearing the show and knowing, okay, this doesn't uh, this smells wrong. And
6: right?
1: you know, you shouldn't try to take advantage of someone just because they're young. Maybe they're inexperienced. Not not a right uh, to take advantage. I'm telling you right now that the the one that we talked about before. The you know the kid that was owed two thousand bucks I'll help him. I'll help him for free I don't want to I don't even want to see any money there it's just wrong what's happening to him wrap it up with the severance pay calculator so SeverancePayCalculator.com, dot uh, com website that I created that helps everyone determine exactly how much severance they are owed so what do you do you go to SeverancePayCalculator.com. dot com you input your age your position and the length of your employment that's it that's all you do it takes you about fifteen seconds to do that. And then it's going to tell you how many weeks or months severance you are owed. We've already talked to several people today on the show that there are a lot more severance than what they've been offered. So you can always go to severancepaycalculator.com. It's completely free and anonymous. Uh, and you really have a right to know what you're owed. Tell everyone, you know, your friends, your nephews, your colleagues, if they lost your job or are worried about losing their job, the first place you go to is
0: severancepaycalculator.com. Preaching the employment gospel right here. Once again, we'll wrap it for another night. Again, you want more information now that the show is over? Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. That is the email. And the number right to him is 416-216-5900. The Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio AM 640.